received a number of apologies and they are Councillor Artis, Councillor Redfern, Councillor Susan Barker. Are there any other apologies? Yes, Chairman. Councillor Knight, thank you. Councillor Felton. Councillor Asker, I think. Councillor Asker. Yeah. Councillor um, Anjum. Councillor Anjum. She's there. She's there. Sorry. She's there. Apologies. There she is. I'm seeing no, things. I don't <laughs> uh, Yes. Councillor Goddard. Is that it? Any declarations of interest? No, thank you. Then we move on to item two. Minutes, consider the me Oh, so public speaking, yes. Uh, public speaking, uh, at the start, there's opportunity for public speaking. Is there any, I think there's one person who wants to speak, has registered. If you'd like to come to the mic. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, good evening, my name's uh, John Hockley and I live in front of the waste transfer station at Great Dunmo. Uh, I'm here today to speak to you about the foul and disgusting odour that we've had from day one when it opened in November 2015. Um, exactly one year ago Essex County Council investigated the odour and the trade waste was taken away but we've still got a problem with the odour, really foul and disgusting, to the extent that Sandra and myself, we'd both like to retire, but the odour is so bad that we can't be there during the daytime. Will somebody from Essex County Council or Uttersford District Council, whose rubbish goes to the dump, tell us what we are supposed to do? Keep working until we die. What about our right to family life? As we can no longer have family or friends around while this dump is operating. I'd really appreciate somebody coming and telling us whether you are going to do anything about it or whether we've got to carry on as we are. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, thank you, Chairman. <clears throat> On behalf of the Council and the members and the officers, um, you have our full sympathy for the situation you've been placed in. It's a problem between Essex County Council and their operator, Veolia, and I know you and your neighbours are making strenuous efforts to get that uh, rectified. Um, you have our support in whichever way we can uh, help. Um, Seemingly, um, until the situation is fully resolved, um, there's going to be no satisfaction on your part, but um, you have our earnest uh, support and we will be doing everything we can to hasten the day when the problem goes. Just to uh, echo what uh, Councillor Ranger said uh, uh, and to reinforce that sympathy, uh, when you came to Cabinet, um, we did uh, say that we'd come and visit uh, and our understanding was that there was a visit which included the Environment Agency which may have been on a slightly different agenda to what I think you wanted to call us to. So uh, I will certainly come to your house uh, with the appropriate local member and, and officer uh, but I repeat uh, what uh, Councillor Ranger has said obviously that this is um, a, a, essentially an issue between Essex County Council and Viola. It's our vehicles that go in there, we absolutely understand that, but I would just like to get a sense of, of the problem without any obviously commitment in terms of what the solution might be because I think that's a pretty well exhausted track and I know you're in close dialogue with uh, Councillor Walsh and I will personally speak to, to Councillor Walsh as well. So uh, we'll examine this as closely as we possibly can but uh, at this stage obviously we can't uh, give you any commitments. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. That concludes the public speaking. Um, apologies for absence we've had. Declarations of interest. Were there any declarations of interest that didn't record? N no, thank you. 
we go on to item two of the minutes, consider the minutes of the meeting held on the 25th of July. Is it your wish that I sign the minutes as a correct record? Councillor Lockland. Do you like to say something, Mrs. Thompson? Thank you, Chairman. Uh, yes, um, with apologies to Councillor Lachlan, I think that is the case. There's a simple substitution error between the two um, sets of initials being the same. And so I think the um, page 11 of the document packed tonight, four minutes C32, um, obviously should be Councillor Lodge rather than Lachlan. And of course, just over the page as well, there's another reference which should yes. also be Lodge. Yes. So we'll make those amendments. Thank you. Uh, Councillor? Yes, Chairman. There's, um, an omission from the minutes in that um, during, the, during that item um, I think it was Councillor Ranger who said that there would be a, a working group of about four members who were going to uh, see through the agreement uh, with Carver Barracks um, so that's whatever the item is uh, the, the substantive item on the agenda um, I, I know I was one whose name was mentioned, uh, but, but there's nobody's name mentioned or the existence of the working group. Um, I might just mention that I have actually stood down from the group since, and that was largely because of a, I felt a conflict between being chair of scrutiny and being on the working group. Um, but, but the minutes are silent. I, I don't think they should be. Councillor Gerard. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Just on a point of record, um, the minutes on item 38 regarding Aspire just on, on the vote, um, just if it could be a minute that I actually abstained from that vote, if that could just be recorded. Thank you. Chairman's announcement, and I consider, as I said before, very fortunate to be in this position. You've given me this position because it, you do meet a lot of very interesting people, places that you wouldn't otherwise have gone to. And I suppose there's two underlying themes that struck me over the last few months. One is the important work that our volunteers do to support many of the organisations I've been to. Without the volunteers, these organisations wouldn't be able to function. And, and talking uh, to other members of councils across the county and further afield from Essex, one is constantly talking about local plans as I go through Essex and I see notice boards by the road, no to something, no to something else. I'm aware of how live the issue of local plan, as I was saying earlier to Councillor Rolf, that I was talking to the Mayor of Tunbridge and Mauling Council in Kent uh, recently and he was telling me about the garden village that they wish to see in their particular area. Um, just run through very briefly some of the engagements that I've been fortunate enough to be involved in, in no particular order. Uh, I've got flag raising Merchants Navies Day here at, at the Council. I was assisted by John Bradford, one of our officers who was uh, in the Merchant Navy for some 26 years. And it struck me that doing a little bit of research, that the Air Merchant Navy in 1939 was the largest in the world. And we may, as time moves on, forget their contribution 
to the prosecution of the war. Some 37,000 merchant navy personnel lost their lives in World War II, and the merchant navy played a vital part in keeping us in the war, and not just us in the war, but also countries like the Soviet Union, as well as it was then. I also attended a meeting of the Essex Heritage Trust at Stowe Marys. Uh, Stowe Marys is a great war aerodrome, and I hadn't heard of it before I got the invitation. It was quite fascinating, because as far as I know, the only aerodrome in Essex which looking after First World War planes. I then attended the chairman's reception at Chelmsford City Racecourse, a uh, place I hadn't been to before, the chairman of the county council. Um, the chairman was speaking, and uh, unfortunately, during his speech, uh, one elderly guest uh, decided to, uh, whether he'd had enough of it or not, he collapsed to the floor. And uh, the chairman said, the immortal cry, is there a doctor in the house? And therefore, Councillor Graham Bark, along with others, came to the rescue. And fortunately, as far as I know, the patient is alive and well. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, I also attended a number of things to do with youth in the district, the Jack Petchy Achievements Award. Um, Jack Petchy is someone who I feel great admiration for in that he has set up this Jack Petchy Foundation which helps young people across London and the South East and some of the awards were to organisations like the Dunmo Swimming Club, Dunmo ATC and I wasn't aware, Castle Hill would correct me, that Sanford's Youth Club as well. I didn't know Sanford's had a youth club until they met the people but there is and they got an award. <laughs> um, so the Jack Patchy doing valuable work. Dragon's Apprenticeship Challenge, uh, again in Dunmo. Uh, for my sins, I'm now a super dragon. What has happened is that the schools in the district, together with Harlow College, have there's a competition where they get a seed corn of money and they're linked with a charity and the idea is to make as much money as possible and that money will go to the charity. So I thought that's a very good thing to do. Um, Councillor Rolfe, myself and others attended the High Sheriff's Justice Service at Brentwood Cathedral, again a first for me, and the quality of the music was, in my view, fantastic, but it's also a good witness of churches together because the Bishop of Chelmsford was there as well from the Anglican Church and we had a homily given by a Benedictine monk who's the chaplain to the High Sheriff and the, uh, the gentleman was talking about the quality of the footprint we leave uh, in this life. Uh, I also attended Chelmsford Cathedral uh, presentation to a portrait to Lord Peter, uh, retiring Lord Lieutenant. Uh, as you may know, we did a, give a contribution of some £500 to that portrait, and it was a very good event because it showed the affection that Lord Peter is held in. I've uh, been attending a various number of garden parties in, around the district. I've got to know some of my fellow mayors and chairmen quite well. I attended the Malden council garden party, the home of councillor Henry Bass, who is the brother to Rodney Bass, some of us might know, from Essex County Council days. I did ask Rodney as to whether he was missing Essex County Council because he retired at the last election. His reply was, not as much as they are missing me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and... He made a decision to retire at 70 from councils, um, but for those of us who are over the age of 70, get some consolation and another function, I met the Mayor of Buntingford in Hertfordshire, who was embarking on his fourth term of office as Mayor at the age of 85, so, and he was hoping perhaps to go beyond that as well, and he was very sprightly. Um, so those are some of the key events that I've been to. Just to alert you to what's coming up, as far as I'm concerned, 
we have we've been in the members' bulletin, I know. We've got the carol service, which will be at St John's in Stansted on the 5th of December. Hope encourage you, many of you, to be there as possible. I think it should be a good evening. I, again, working along the lines of churches together, I was talking this afternoon with the rector of Stansted and the minister of Stansted Free Church. The service is going to be done in association with the parish council, and it will be a community event because I heard for today that uh, Forest Hall School and Magna Carta Primary School have, di- have indicated a wish to be involved in the service. So it should be interesting. And one of my wife's relatives is a student at the Brit School in Kent, and uh, she's an aspiring singer. So anyway, um, we've also got the civic dinner coming up on the 16th of February. Mr. Webb has kindly agreed to do uh, tell us a bit about Chesterford Research Park. Um, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to introduce members and more importantly counts chairman from around the county about something I think despite one or two people's reservations this is a major decision for us as a council to be involved in the Chesterfield Research Park is a good opportunity to show it off so again I would encourage people to get involved with that um, as Council Chambers knows, we've got an event coming up in March at Suffern Walden Museum. More details will be circulated, and, and I hope to raise the profile of the museum. The curator is very keen to put on an event, and I'm hoping to support her with that. So I think that's it from Chairman's announcements. Um, Matt, we all go on to item four which is a report from the leader and members of the executive. So I'd like to invite Councillor Rolfe to make any announcements. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. And uh, you're flying the flag most effectively for Uttlesford. So well done. I have the pleasure of seeing you at most of those things that you've been at. uh, um, So three things, if I may. Um, The first is uh, some of the key items for Cabinet on the 18th that I think Council might want to be aware of. We are proposing to make a £300,000 contribution towards Harlow College's training and skills facility at Stansted Airport. It's the last piece in the finance jigsaw to make it happen and to make uh, the um, facilities within uh, the building happen, and we're very proud to do that. It's a key to have our first um, uh, tertiary uh, place of education in Uttlesford is very exciting. Um, There will be a report on the Air Quality Action Plan. There will be a couple of items on enforcement, a subject that Council feels strongly about, uh, on street naming and numbering policy, on the West of Braintree Garden Community Development Plan document, and I'll come back to that whole subject uh, in a moment, and the planning for the right homes in the right places consultation. And um, Council will be aware that... um, I wouldn't say at our bequest, I think most councils did say to the government, instead of us second-guessing how many homes uh, that we need to build, because your inspector has got a very clear idea of how many they want, we learnt that lesson in December 14, Uh, why don't you tell us before we start the process rather than at the end of the process so we have to uh, do it all over again. And they have come up with that intention, but based on a formula that is a bit of a one-trick pony, to be honest with you, um, at its essence, it is, it's broader than this, but at its essence, it's the link between salary and uh, real estate value. Um, so it pushes our numbers up slightly, but if uh, you lived in Greenwich, uh, your number would go up 858% from 300 houses per annum to 3,000. So clearly the model isn't quite right, uh, and broadly, and, and uh, Councillor Hargreaves has sent in a very helpful uh, response as well, which we'll be incorporating in our overall response in terms of, yes, we want to know uh, what the number is, and yes, we want to have some kind of Uh, visibility of how you uh, get to that number but no uh, this is not a great formula in its current state and obviously we'll let councillors know uh, the total summary of our response but it was sort of broadly beyond those lines so uh, that was the first thing uh, chairman Uh, the second is um, 
I went again to the Conservative Party conference, and we won't talk about coughs and bits that fall off, fell off the wall and stuff like that. But there was a pretty uniform uh, feeling about housing. Um, I, I think certainly the Conservative Party, and I know the other political parties at Westminster, so this is, this is not a political point at all, but I was going on to say I think most of the country recognised that we have a national housing shortage, and it, it, it's turning into a crisis. Um, and it is exacerbating homelessness and it is certainly making it particularly difficult for young people to get on the housing ladder and um, some of those are sitting at the back and it's a real challenge because um, ha uh, the average uh, house price now is eight times average earnings uh, and as you know the mortgage model works on four times um, and that was the historical sort of level so we're, we, we, the, the gap is, is, is becoming particularly challenging um, and the government spent a lot of time uh, during the conference talking about initiatives, including council housing, which we welcome and obviously we want to pay a big part in that. So it was great to hear that uh, there was, and, and, and we have a private session with the DCLG um, government team, including Sajid, and um, I expected there might be some talk about housing numbers, not a whisper. Everybody is crystal clear. Just get on with it. So it was with some disappointment that I drove home and drove into my village to be confronted, new town, no way. And I thought, what is the disconnect here? On the one level, we live, we live in Uttlesford. Uttlesford is a compassionate, uh, caring area. It has a great uh, voluntary sector, a great sense of well-being, of looking after each other. W what is going wrong here? Because people talk about, of course, absolutely, I understand we've got to have more housing. Near me, no way. So we've got a job to do, and it, it, I think it's, it, it's good that this council has chosen it, the path that it has chosen, which is a combination of uh, development in existing towns and communities, and then creating new settlements. And for those of you who didn't listen to um, Dr. Uh, Hugh Ellis uh, 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 earlier about um, garden, he calls them garden villages, it's a sensitive subject, we call them garden communities, but we know what we're talking about. Uh, he's, he's an officer at the TCPA. Um, and uh, talking about the opportunity and what we can create. Um, it was particularly inspiring and uh, about uh, clearly community uh, land capture value and what ca that can deliver over a very long time for the community in the sense of 21st century living at its very finest. So I think, uh, I think we're universally agreed on that. So I think it's beholden on all of us to try and get this message across we will only develop these, these settlements if they are garden communities. We're absolutely crystal clear on that and we're going all out to make sure that we've got the process in the right stages to deliver that. And I know Councillor Lodge feels very strongly about how we can capture that land value and what we need to do that in terms of the governance arrangements and, and, and we, share, we, we, we share that view. And we will go at our pace, so we have got to get this right. There's the, PPWG will hear in a week's time what the feedback to Regulation 18 was, and that's not just from residents, that is from uh, the statutory consultees. Um, there is a concern from the Environment Agency about water, including, um, including drainage and, 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 and sewerage, and that might result in a whole new uh, sewerage scheme. Well, so be it. That's the whole point of capturing land value, and there's quite a lot to capture, let me assure you. Uh, so uh, all of this we will systematically go through. But in the end, uh, what I think collectively we want to do, we're the, we're the 27 generation, 2017 generation that created some inspiring new settlements. And I think if we can go out and spread that message, we may just get over that negativity, which, uh, which, is, which is unfortunate in a national uh, and local and uh, regional context. Finally, um, I would like to uh, just give a plug for uh, the active, I'll get the right date, yep, the LSP Assembly on the 9th of November. Depression is the leading cause of ill health and disability worldwide. And a contribution to depression 
is loneliness. And you may have heard uh, Radio 4 programme this morning. Uh, this country is, I don't know what it, where you put it, but it's, the world, it's, it's Europe's worst in terms of loneliness. And we know we're a rural, disparate community and we have our own problem. And I'm delighted that the, fe- the subject and the feature of that assembly is about loneliness and what we're doing about it. So I do encourage you to, uh, to plug into that. Uh, it's another aspect of the Council trying to uh, work uh, on the health and wellbeing agenda and to address some of the key issues. So I think that's probably enough, Chairman. Thank you. Ask uh, other members of these cabinet if they wish to say something. I just wanted to endorse what Councillor Rolf has said because, as you may know, I represent this council on the Ulsford Community Transport. And at their last meeting, they were saying, unlike other community transports, even if there's just one person up at a lane, miles away from anywhere, they will still go there and collect that person because they know it's how important it is for them to go to that day centre or wherever else they're going to because isolation, as you quite rightly said, does contribute to that. And my family had a big involvement uh, in day centres. I represent the council Stansted day centre and I got some idea how important the day centres are in people's lives. It's not just a place where they go and have a meal. It's far more than that. It may be that the only people they talk to in that day is when they go out to the day centre. Um, Councillor Ranger, did you want to say something? Yes, thank you, Chairman. Uh, Members, as tonight's agenda is relatively light, I thought I'd take the opportunity over the next 35 minutes to (laughs) inform... I'm sorry, 3.5 minutes, uh, to inform you of some of the highlights that's been happening across the portfolio since last we met. 25th of July seems like only yesterday. Our housing team's multi-agency trailer has been on the roads, reaching the parts that otherwise might be short of information and advice. The last ports of call for the year will be at Rickling Green and Burden on Thursday the 19th. If you can stop by there, they'd be welcome to see you. Of course, those of you that use Facebook uh, would not have needed me to tell you that if you'd have liked the Council's website and the housing team's uh, Facebook pages. Officers are supporting West Essex uh, CCG in rolling out winter warmer events at day centres where advice is shared with our older generation on how to be warm and safe during the colder times of the year, how to undertake short, easy physical activities to help keep well, advice on keeping and taking their medicines and other topics of interest to them. Now, topping that up with a hot meal and being entertained over lunch by a jazz singer, the lovely Joanna Eden, made me wish I'd booked my space. In the goodie bag that was given out to every attendee was this booklet, capturing all that information and a whole lot more, so that there's one source that can be accessed by all of them, or their parents, or relatives, or carers, as the case may be if the occasion arises. I want to record my thanks to our Lucy Fish for her work in producing the booklet. Great job, Lucy. Councillor Sharon Morris approached me with a proposal this week from someone she was talking to. But this was a proposal to close the streets of Saffron Warden. Only for one day. The event, a cycle race, the Saffron Warden Grand Prix in August 2018. Now, Sharon and I are really excited about this and we'll keep you up to date on progress. British Cycling are behind the, firmly behind the adventure, so if it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. So come on, Dunmo and Stansted, get together, get your street maps out and get your thinking caps on. There are signs that things are on the up in Uttlesford. Trim trails are appearing, park gyms are popping up, Boots are reporting increased sales of railjacks, sprain bandages and liniments. Of course, other pharmacies are available. Over the summer, officers have undertaken surveys in three distinctly different areas of the district in conjunction with representatives of the Young Foundation, asking those living there what it is that either makes their localities special to them, or not, as the case may be, do they connect and interact with their neighbours, or do they feel disconnected from the rest of the area? All the findings are being fed back to each of the communities at special get-together events, and the final one is in Tapley on the 15th of October. A summary report will then be available for us to consider. Now, with that firmly in mind, I would encourage members to take a message to your town and parish councils that we, the District Council, 
really need to know where there is evidence coming forward of people who may be feeling that somehow things ain't quite right in their particular world. We will, if necessary, guide people to the help they need and we can also encourage and enable people to be part of creating that local feel-good factor, helping them to set up self-group helps with the common aim of improving the spaces we live in. As our Council embarks upon the journey of creating new and exciting communities and up-to-date workplaces for future families, it's vital we take account of the need to provide additional help and support to counter any feelings or real cases of isolation and deprivation elsewhere in the district for our existing families. Where you live and how you view that place is such an important ingredient in your personal well-being. On this particular day, World Mental Health Day, I would implore everybody, not just district, town and parish councillors, to make sure they are constantly on the lookout for signals that might be coming that something is becoming untired for some of us. We members are the link between what is deciding in here and what happens out there. And that really sums up my message. We can make things happen here in Athelsford. It need not be all gloom and doom. Thank you for your attention and I welcome questions any time. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Uh, uh, just before we move on, are there any other comments by members of the Cabinet? No? Um, I saw Councillor Lockman's hand went up. Uh, I did meet someone, Councillor Ranger, quite recently at the Business Forum in Stansted, who's running a gym, boxing gym in Clavering. I don't know if you're aware of that, and it seems to be that he's got sessions for juniors uh, most evenings. I don't know if you're aware of that, Councillor Oliver, but uh, yeah. Um, so we now go on to the next item, which is taking questions yeah, to members of the Secretary of the Leader, Councillor Lockman. Cut me off. Ah, that's better. I can hear me now. Um, Yeah, it's not a question. It's a plea, really, for people to have flu jabs. Uh, There has been a lot of publicity, um, but not only do you protect yourself because flu still kills. You will, if you don't catch it, you can't pass it on to anybody else. So that's really what I wanted to say. And I'm sure Councillor Ranger will endorse that, won't you? If I may, Chairman, thank you. Um, I absolutely endorse that. I'm just hoping that in February, when everybody else is laying about, I'd be walking around not feeling like I feel today because I had a flu jab two weeks ago. Sorry. Sorry, it isn't a live virus. It must be coincidental. It can't make you ill unless you have an allergy. Any other questions to the leader or members of the cabinet know that when we'll move on then to the next item if it's your wish the council's wish could we move up the agenda the youth council and so if they wish to leave earlier they can do so is it your wish that we could take this item nine next yes thank you very much so we will do that so therefore I'll now ask Councillor Lemon, as Chairman of the Public Engagement Working Group, to propose the recommendation from the Working Group and to in- in- agree to endorsement of the Constitution. I think you've got a, a member of the Youth Council who would like to s- speak to us, is that right? Yes, thank you Chairman. Um, uh, earlier you mentioned the age of um, some of our councillors in Essex. Um, so I'm really delighted tonight to welcome two members from our Youth Council. And we have Isabella Rittle and Oliver Moore. And Isabella would like to address the Council briefly. Good evening. Uh, I haven't prepared anything, but I just wanted to start off by saying it's a great opportunity to represent the young people of Dunmo and stand up here representing the Youth Council. At the moment in the Youth Council we've got loads of different working groups going on and I think that the most important working groups are communication and mental health as Councillor Rolf said. Um, I think that communication is an important working group because it's important to let the young people know 
that we are a thing and they can come and join, because we've got elections going up soon, um, it then gives them power to say something and actually do something about the way they're living. I also think that mental health is an important subject because, as Chancellor or Councillor Rolf said, depression is the leading problem with youth at the moment and the fact that we've now not turned a blind eye to it and this ideal that we've now looked at it and put it as a focus so we're not just moving on. We're now looking at what young people are struggling with and the fact that we've got young people that can talk about it, maybe some of them have been through it, it's really ideal that we have people that can talk about it. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much for that contribution and uh, for a young person to address the council. Uh, it does take a bit of nerve and as a parent of someone who's just studied university, I know that a lot of universities around this country have had to invest in more counsellors, um, not of our type, but counsellors giving advice because of the instances of depression amongst their students and unfortunately in some cases suicide. So uh, it is coming up, I think, encouraged by people like uh, the Duke of Cambridge, Prince Harry. It is coming up much more the agenda these days than perhaps it once was. Anyway, Councillor Lemon. Thank you. Um, thank you, Isabella, for that. It's very good. As you can see, our youth council are vibrant and they they pick, they're picking subjects that are very meaningful. Um, we have, at the moment, we have 22 members from five schools in Uttersford, and we are looking to get members, not necessarily from the schools, but from other organisations. That is ongoing. Um, the Youth Council has met seven times since March. But I would like to propose that the Council agrees the funding for the Youth Council and also agrees the Constitution. Now, on the Constitution, at the moment, we have yearly elections, and I think their, their next election will be in November. But the Youth Council feedback to me has been that they may wish to change from yearly elections to two yearly elections. So we may, that may come back to us after their elections in November, and if the Youth Council want to change the constitution, it will come back to council and we will make an amendment in that way. So I'd like to propose that we accept the recommendations as set out. Thank you. Does I have a seconder? Councillor Fairhurst, would you like to speak to that? No? Any comments on this recommendation by members? Then... Well, just apart from fully endorsing sure. it, but I did pick up on one comment, Councillor Lemon, which um, is to reach beyond schools. So uh, this is absolutely great, and it's an iterative exercise, but obviously there, there are um, scout movements, boys and girls clubs, and this kind of thing. So the opportunity then to extend uh, as and when it's appropriate, I think, I think we should. You, you, you said it, to be fair, but I think it is important. Uh, but uh, so far, brilliant, and absolutely happy to uh, endorse your recommendation. Just before I let you in, Councillor Lemon, I just endorse that. I did say in the briefing last week that I, obviously I don't know enough of the Youth Council or the members of it. Uh, it's, it's to try to get a spread of people so not everyone in the Youth Council, they're probably not all studying A-levels, and that some may be studying vocational courses, apprenticeships, so you get a spread of young people in the district doing different things. Councillor Lemon. Yes, yes th thank you for those words. But I would also just like to mention that um, the Youth Council are an independent council. They sure. run themselves. They will have a connection with, the, with our council, and I believe that will come probably through the um, public engagement um, working group. Um, and so they will be able to feed into us, and they, they will know most of the members on that committee. So I, the council will have a fairly good input still to the Youth Council. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, Councillor Gordon. Can I just pick up on the uh, bit about outside of the local schools? Because in Takeley, and uh, I'm sure in, in Hatfields, Heath and areas like that, a lot of the children actually go to school in Hertfordshire. 
that's their local school, so things like the scouts and things like that. But I, I guess you're probably looking at that, yes. you'll probably be aware of that. But uh, yeah, it's a great idea. Thank you. We, we are aware of that. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Chairman, as the oldest member on the council, which I keep saying, I know, or not the oldest member, the oldest serving member on the council, can I, can I uh, please ask Councillor Lemon through you, and indeed the Youth Council, I would love to see how you work. Is it possible yes. for me to come and see and listen to what you actually listen to what you're saying? Because it's all very well you come to, to, to here, and, and, and I congratulate both of you for coming here tonight and actually putting forward your case, because it does take guts, Mr Chairman, to stand up in public uh, in a place like this, but I would love to hear what you're saying from the horse's mouth. So I'm sure, Councillor Lemon, when it were to be convenient, you or the Youth Council could let me know when I could come and listen. Please. I was going to echo what Councillor Chambers said. Is, uh, I'm happy, if you wish, as you said, you're an independent body, if you wish me to come along uh, at one of your meetings or if you're going to have an event of some kind, if you wish me to come along and support that, I'd only be happy to do so. I promise I'd be in the back seat and not in the front seat of what you're doing, but I'm here to, if you wish to, uh, for any advice that you may have, then I'm happy to give supply that. Councillor Lim. Yes, Councillor Chambers, I, I have been invited to most of their meetings and I think some of the members of my committee are invited. But um, I think it's good for councillors to go and listen but I don't want councillors to go and, to, and listen and start telling them what to do, which is very dangerous. But I know the Youth Council really appreciate councillors going to their meeting and uh, they will be, we will be, continue to be invited, I know. Thank you, Chair. Yes, um, I've been privileged to work with the young people in the Youth Council right from the very beginning, from the first meeting that uh, we started to look at the possibility and then uh, when uh, we actually went and spoke with schools and young people and started to form the council. I've been really impressed by the calibre, as you've heard this evening, uh, one member speaking. I'd just like to highlight that the Constitution, uh, the Youth Council Constitution, was actually formulated by the Youth Council themselves. They set up a working group. They worked extremely hard uh, using and building upon other constitutions. And I have to say that it's an absolute privilege for, them, uh, for me to be working with them and I certainly hope that I'll still be allowed in the door to go and, uh, and work uh, with them. Uh, I would request perhaps if they would like to say, there are the two members there, if they could and would like to say something uh, for themselves, that would be great. Thank you. They don't have to if they don't want to but the opportunity is there. What I say to the Youth Council is that um, use your fellow, use the councillors here. Um, you are an independent body, and it's not for us to tell you what to do. But what we all have connections with our community, young people and old, and we can um, try to promote the youth council. About perhaps young, as Councillor Gordon said, certainly it stands that a lot of people, a lot of young people, don't go to school in this district. They go to school in Hertfordshire or Cambridgeshire, and there, there may be an opportunity lost there is that we can promote you as long as we know we're kept in the loop because I think there's an opportunity I'm for example on the advisory board of Forest Hall School in Stansted and again that's a way of promoting the youth council to staff and students there so I, I think we need to work together and by doing so we can make the youth council even better than it is now and a voice for young people in the district Thank you. Um, what's the next person wanting to speak? No. Anyone else wish to speak? No? In which case... The, oh, yes, the two people there. Did you want to say something? Thank you, Chairman. I won't keep you for too long. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just want to say th thank you so much um, once again for... Um, to all of you for coming and supporting us with, through this. 
Um, I was, again, just to say, I was thrilled when my local council came to me and said, would you potentially be interested in starting up a youth council? Um, this has never happened before, and we'd be really keen to kind of experiment with that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I personally feel honoured, and I'm, I, I, I think it will do great things in the local area. I, I want to be able to um, work with you in the future on this. So, uh, uh, yeah, just thank you so much. Can I ask where you're from? Uh, I'm currently from the Langley Parish. Langley? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good, good. Thank you very much. Uh, Any, yeah, thanks. Anyone else wanted to say anything? Uh, no? Okay. I, I suppose one word of advice from members of the Youth Council is that uh, some of us got involved in politi- political life at your age and we're still involved in it years later, so it can become addictive. Um, the, that interesting. So the motion has been proposed and seconded. Those in favour of the motion, please show. I think that's unanimous. Thank you very much. Return to the agenda, and we're now going on to item 7, Revised Statement of Licensing Act Policy, and I'll ask Councillor Chambers to present the recommendation from the Licensing and Environmental Health Committee. Thank you. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Uh, Members, once every five years we revise the statement um, of the Licensing Act policy. We have looked very carefully at what has uh, happened over the last five years. And obviously the main things that come into, uh, we have to look at on here, is that sometimes there are changes in legislation, sometimes there are government guidance changes, Matters arising are out of Deregulation Act 2015, the Immigration Act 2016 and the Policing and Crime Act of 2017. Now we in this council are very particular about our licensing. We're very particular about our alcohol licensing. We are obviously very particular also about environmental aspects. But this is about the Licensing Act, mainly to do with establishments that actually have licences to sell alcohol. Now we on the Environment, the Licensing and Environment Committee actually put forward or looked at to start with the new revision as put before you this evening and you've all got. We looked at it carefully. We then let it go out to consultation for 12 weeks to the industry. Of all the number of establishments we have in our district, only one replied to say how good it was and they were very pleased. And the committee did write to the said uh, company and thank them very much for replying because of all all the others you would think probably there would be a few more that would reply. But apparently and this is most unusual, we must be doing something right, otherwise we would have had some more complaints. Because as you are all aware, as councillors, you don't very often get, thank you very much, but you lots of times get, what the hell are you doing now? So I think, I hope that we have got the right uh, revision right here. And on the 20th of September, the committee met and I think it was unanimous, please correct me if I'm wrong, members, but it was unanimous that we would put it forward to you this evening. So I would like to propose to you that the Council adopts the proposed new Statement of Licensing Act policy to come into effect on the 1st of December 2017. I so propose, Mr Chairman. Thank you, Councillor James. Is that a seconder? Councillor Gordon, are you seconding? Would you like to speak to it? I am seconding that, yes. Would you like to speak to that now? No, thank you. So in which case we open it up to debate. Any comments by members on this item? No. In which case it's been proposed and seconded so we can go straight to the vote. Those in favour of the recommendation as shown. I think that's unanimous. Thank you very much, members. 
Item 6, which we went over, uh, which was matters received about joint arrangements, there aren't any. Um, So we now go on to Item 8, which is the revision to the Constitution definition of key decision. And I'll ask Councillor Oliver to present the recommendation from the Governance Audit and Performance Committee on a change to the Council's Constitution to provide a clearer definition of key decision. Councillor Oliver. Thank you, Chairman. You have the recommendation before you, and I would draw your attention to the appendix at the back of this agenda item, which shows the current definition and then follows the proposed definition for key decisions. This does get a lot more detail, obviously, than the old definition. I would draw you, when we discussed this in the Governance, Audit and Performance Committee, there was concern a bit that some of our figures in one, in Clause 1, were somewhat higher than other councils. The view from our officers was that these, the other councils had not reviewed their figures recently. There was also queries as to why there should be a split between 100,000 for general expenditure and 500,000 for land. Well, the view was, again, that there's not much land you can buy for 500,000 or below 500,000. So those figures are recommended to you. You see the new definition there, and I so move. Councillor Jones, thank you. Do you wish to speak to that, Councillor Jones? Any comments? item on the agenda which item 10 any other items considered to be urgent you're pleased to know there are no items I consider to be urgent so I declare the meeting closed thank you very much for your attendance